guys are awesome. No, you're awesome. No, you are awesome. Sir, you are awesome. Seriously. Awesome. 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 Everything is awesome. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It feels so good to say this, but welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm playing with a new toy. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, oh, man, it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, almost three years, believe it or not. Um, I want to say September 2020 was about the last episode we posted uh, on the Everything is Awesome feed. And of course, just recently, on July 1st, the 16th anniversary of me podcasting. I started podcasting July 1st, 2007. So it's been 16 years of a roller coaster podcasting, quote unquote, career. Uh, ups and downs, uh, you know, times recording, times not recording, mental health breaks a lot in the most recent, like, Oh, I don't know, six to seven years uh, since I started Everything is Awesome, which is that's Everything is Awesome hit its uh, seven year anniversary this year. Um, We obviously didn't celebrate that, but uh, we're back, baby. You know, um, I'm really excited to get back into podcasting. I've been writing on and off for a few years now for various websites, not necessarily for my own personal projects, but. Um, and I love writing. I really do. I love the idea of writing. I, I still enjoy it. Uh, I need to get back to it. But I, I love all that. But the true passion is in in podcasting and talking and, and talking to new people and finding out about them and what they love to do. And um, in the case of uh, walking with writers, learning about their writing journeys. So uh, I'm really excited to usher in this you know, next era of podcasting for me. Um, hopefully... Uh, where we don't take a mental health break, but you know, I think that's okay to do. And for me, it took about three years to be in a place where I'm ready to sit down and record podcasting again. And a big part of that was Fan Expo Philadelphia 2023, which is what you're going to be hearing over the next few weeks here. Um, today's episode, we got to partake on uh, the creator stage for Fan Expo Philadelphia this year. Uh, And what an amazing experience to sit on a stage meant for podcasting. Normally at Fan Expo, I am doing panels and hosting that kind of stuff or asking questions or whatever the case may be. So um, to be able to do a podcast proper, to do everything is awesome, not Dark Nights of the Round Table, but everything is awesome proper on a stage meant for podcasting was really, really awesome. And we had such a good time. Um, I think I'll probably tweak what we do next time uh, a little bit, but we had such a wonderful time doing not the late night version of this show, but our, our convention, our Comic-Con version of this show. Um, And I think that needs to be um, tweaked a little bit, but we'll figure that out in time. Um, And, got some awesome invites to partake in some other fan expo events that are in the United States. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it because I have uh, pre-planned vacations that are happening during those events, but really awesome that like we were that well received to be invited back for like Boston and Chicago uh, very specifically. And I think kind of an open invite for other cities if we're able to make it out that way. So 
I'm really excited for like the future of that part of my, you know, creative career. Uh, and you know, we, we sat down on the creator stage. Um, I had Mike D'Angelo with me, who is my, uh, live show co-host. He's always with me for, for almost all my live shows that we do at festivals and stuff. Uh, and our guest was a very good friend of, of me, uh, and the show Garrett Smith, who I love dearly as well. And, um, just had a nice conversation about, uh, all the guests that were at Comic-Con this year and like our favorite projects they've ever done. You'll get, you, you'll get to hear it just coming up now. Um, we're going to learn how to podcast again, learn how we start the show and how we transition to the next part of the show and how we end the show and we, we conclude the show. So, um, it's going to be a fun time. What you can expect from everything is awesome going forward is, um, a little complicated, but for the for for now, every other week we're going to be trying to post new shows. Um, a lot of those are going to be uh, fan expo related. At least three of them, including today's episode, are going to be fan expo related. Um, and I may do a fourth one uh, talking with uh, you know some people that ran a table with me just to get that kind of audio down. Uh, and then we have at least one new interview already recorded, and I'll be working hard to get some more interviews recorded. But while we're um, doing that, I also have a bunch of episodes that we never aired from like 2018, 2019, somewhere in that range. So those episodes are going to go up uh, on our off weeks for now. Now, speaking of our off weeks, and I mentioned Walking with Writers, uh, somewhere around September, we're going to pick up with uh, Walking with Writers as well. So uh, starting now, every other week uh, on Mondays, you're going to hear a new episode of Everything is Awesome. I think we'll do that until uh, probably like May-ish or June-ish, and then we're going to take the summer off. We're going to start prioritizing our mental health here on Everything is Awesome. Um, that's the plan I'm thinking of right now, though we are going to have special summer sessions that are a few episodes long. Same thing with Walking is, uh, with Writers. Walking with Writers will air on the off weeks for Everything is Awesome, meaning if we were uh, launching Walking with Writers in July, next Wednesday, uh, the 12th, would be our uh, Walking, with Writers, Walking with Writers episode that would drop. That should pick up in September. I'm not sure of the date because I don't have a calendar in front of me, but that should pick up in September uh, when hopefully we're caught up on our old episodes of Everything is Awesome on those off weeks, uh, and Walking with Writers will, will pick up from there. And same thing, that will run. Uh, traditionally, the podcast will likely run from like September to May or June, taking July and August off for summer vacation. We may also take an extended break during the Christmas holiday season because um, one of the things I realized while doing this is that like, I was trying to do too much as a creative person and as a family person. So being able to kind of like prioritize mental health, prioritize family time, while also being creative is very important with me going forward. My first, you know, probably five to six years of podcasting, um, I, I, I wanted to make it a career. I wanted to find a way to make money. And then when I came back doing Everything is Awesome, and I figured out that I want to do this to, like, enjoy sitting down and speaking with people and learning new things and just enjoying the process of creating art is when I realized that like this is my best podcasting and I'm not worried about numbers my numbers are important absolutely but I'm not worried about the numbers and 
Um, I want to have fun doing what I'm creating. And then I, I learned with this last mental health break that like, I also need to make sure I'm taking care of myself uh, and, you know, mentally and also taking care of myself with like time with my friends and family. And, and that's what I'm hoping that going forward with learning all that in the last 16 years of podcasting that we can move forward and not actually uh, take a big mental health break or anything. So um, with, with, with that said, let's uh, get to uh, our episode from Fan Expo Philadelphia. This was recorded, I believe, on uh, Sunday, June 4th. Uh, on the creator stage uh, at Fan Expo Philadelphia at the PA Convention Center. Uh, thank you for all listening. We'll be back on the other end uh, to wrap things up. Hello, Fan Expo Philadelphia. Woo. How you guys doing? All right. That was, that was good. A lot of times when I do that like cheap pop no one does anything so one dude's definitely sleeping with his eyes open right now (laughs) (laughs) uh this is everything is awesome i am your host kev and this is the show where when we're live we're normally doing a lot of dancing like monkeys for you but the stage is a little tight so we're gonna change the form up a a little bit more here but uh uh, point of order i've never seen kevin dance You did stomp on a mouse at Tattooed Mom, though. Oh, I did. Yes. yes. I forgot about that. Uh, we are uh, an interview show, and I have two guests with me today. Uh, to my right is Garrett Smith. Hello. Uh, he is a podcaster, the Killer Bees podcast. Yeah. Uh, check out my podcast, Killer Bees. Me and my partner talk about B-movie actors. We've talked about people like... Um, Pam Greer, uh, who else? Oh, Peter Weller, who's here. We've talked about him. Uh, yeah, so check out my podcast. And uh, I'm on moviejohn.com. That's Philadelphia John, J-A-W-N. We review movies. It's a good place. Check it out. How many people here are from the Philly area? Okay, so yeah. m- about half of you know John. All right. <laughs> uh, and to my far right is my live uh, show co-host, my best friend, Mike D'Angelo. Mike, tell them where, where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on telus.com. That's T-E-L-L-E-S-T.com. And you can find all the stuff that we work on at telus.com slash brochure. Um, I, I'm just a creative writer. Uh, I write my, my own little fantasy shared universe. Uh, and I'm here today representing the Philadelphia Podcasting Society and Creative Arts Alliance, right behind you uh and it's been such a great weekend uh it's been nice seeing like all these different cosplayers walking right by our booth it's like the best spot for a booth i think to see all the great podcasters that have been here uh the one right before us the best little horror horror house house in philly Philly. that's a long name i nailed it uh they they were great uh yesterday we had the father-son galaxy podcast here they were great uh, they also uh, interviewed a couple artists uh, later in the day. That that was awesome. Um, and just a bunch of great shows. Comic Gurus were here earlier. So a bunch of great shows. Thanks to Fan Expo for like putting this together. I think it's great. Yep. Um, I, what I love about Fan Expo, like I said, is the all the cosplays. But you know what's the one cosplay you never see in Philadelphia? Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Any we- reasons why that you can think of, Kev? <laughs> well... Well, if we're from Philly, and even if you're not, we're best known for throwing batteries at Santa Claus. That's absolutely right. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, only it's skinny wh- Santa Claus, though. Only skinny. That's it. Uh, all right. So to, because we have a lot of celebrities here today, uh, 
we're going to talk about them and talk about some of our favorite projects that they've done. Uh, and there's a lot. And there's also a lot that, like, maybe I only know them for one thing, and we'll see how this goes. Okay. Uh, well, and, and we're going literally down the website, so thank you yet again, Fan Expo, for making my job easier. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Now, do we make it challenging and say not Back to the Future, and we can't pick that? We don't go to the thing that it shows on the website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but what what is your favorite Michael J. Fox that's not Back to the Future, then? My favorite thing that's uh, not Back to the Future for Michael J. Fox would be Teen Wolf, hands okay. down. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we mentioned this in our Back to the Future panel. The scene of him uh, just riding on the, the van, the roof of the van as a wolf, is amazing. I love it. Yeah. I guess that's the one, right? I'm trying to think. What was the one where he's like, oh, hold on. I Secret of my success? Up. That's exactly yeah. the one I was trying to think of. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. I remember seeing that on like Comedy Central uh, in the afternoon when well, I was a kid. Well, that's where the famous bo put your bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where all that's that right. comes from. Yeah. So. God, yeah. I think that's got to be the one because it's right. the only other movie I remember that he's in. He was in Life with Mikey. Life with Mikey was what really good, too. I don't even know what that is. What so, is that? so Life with Mikey is like he's like a marketing exec or he's a promoter or a publicist or something like that. And they take on a new client who's, you know, from you know, the, I, somewhere in the city that's of low repute. Okay. Um, and then they make her a star, basically. So. Yeah. So makeover movie? Yeah, Sorry, basically. Michael J. Fox. Yep. All right. I'm into it. He was in Doc Hollywood too, correct? Doc Hollywood, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised yep. that I was. I thought that might have been the one you picked. No, I don't know if I've seen Doc Hollywood. I saw it as a child. So. Yeah. Doc Hollywood? No. No, no. no. You, <laughs> What's your favorite project? I just told you. Oh, Secret okay. of my success. Okay, Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, now this one I think is gonna be interesting because I only know him for the thing that he's on here for. Right. And that's uh, everyone's favorite Joseph Quinn, who is here today. Thank God. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Eddie... Otherwise, I think there would have been tor- pitchforks and torches <laughs> outside of the convention center. That's Eddie Munson. That's from correct. Stranger Things. Yeah. I okay. If I've learned anything from being at this convention hall for like three hours today, it's that middle-aged women love Eddie Munson. Everybody, I have seen him. Not just middle-aged. Every every person in here. Is I have seen a... him on the shirt of mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. middle-aged woman that has walked by me. Yep. <laughs> by the way, I'm a middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I, I don't... I, we were talking earlier. We know that he's got, you know, like a bit part in Game of Thrones, but I mean... Oh, really? He's, yeah, he's... I don't even know if it's a named character, but uh, but yeah, I mean Eddie Munson put put him on the yeah. Map I know him from Stranger Things, which is a great thing to know him from. Like, I, right. yeah, he's like, great in that. I love. He's probably my favorite season four character. Yeah, for of sure. Stranger Things. His delivery of this is music is uh, yeah. very funny and lives yeah. in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hayden Christensen, another big one this weekend. Oh yeah, um, I love Hayden Christensen. Do you? Yeah, I genuinely do. Yes, I I think he's a fine actor. Like, yeah. I don't I don't. Like, seek out his movies, but I've liked everything that I've seen of him in. Right. And he, he's, your, he's definitely picking up a lot more popularity these days, especially, repri- you know, reprising his role as, as which, Anakin. Which has, have you guys, I, I'm assuming you're here, you've seen Obi-Wan, excited for Ahsoka, but great, great. Like, him getting his just dues to be Anakin slash Darth Vader again mm-hmm. was great to see him in that. I know you were behind on stuff. Are you caught up? Garrett? You're talking to me? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm caught up on Star Wars. I'm way caught up on Star Wars. Star so, Wars I'm all up on. And I I really love Hayden Christensen in the movies. And I loved that. Um, I saw an interview with him recently where he said that he really felt like the cartoon series Clone Wars helped like his reputation and career as oh, Anakin. Oh, wow. Yeah, I could see that. And definitely. That his performance as Anakin in Obi-Wan 
is as indebted to the car the, the guy can, that played him on the cartoon yeah. as it is to his own performance in the movies. I could see that. Yeah, because it enlightens people to the character a little bit more. Yeah. You, you only get, you know, adult Anakin before he's Vader for, you know, what, 240 minutes? Right, yeah. right. So, well, yeah. I think uh, the, the Clone Wars TV show, it really kind of, like, showed the prequel movies in a new light that, like, someone who grew up as, like, a teenager, early 20s when those movies came out, like, I was like, ew. Like, I was one of those guys that, like, didn't like them, and now I've turned around on them because... Right. Partially because of the cartoon, partially because I've you know matured yeah. uh, and realized that those movies are for children. Uh, but I like I love those at least episodes two and three. I love a whole lot, and and a big part of that is because of Hayden Christensen. Uh, though I think I'm going to go with Jumper. Uh, yeah, my, my favorite. You big Jumper fan? You're the one. I'm the one. I, I, I I've seen it. I mean, it's not a movie I watch over and over again, but like I remember watching that movie and just loving it, loving right. the idea, loving the concept. Jumper really does like a good job of of showing you a little bit more of his acting chops because you know you are kind of you know beholden to what people have done before, what people have done after. But Jumper gave him the opportunity to you know make the role his own, that kind of thing. Is he in Cider House Rules? Do I have that right? Is anybody can anybody confirm or deny that? No, no one in this crowd has seen Cider House Rules. I don't know if he's nodding in agreement or nodding because that's a really good ice cream cone. I think he's in that movie, and he's really good in it. I think that, yeah, I think that's the one he's in that he's really good in. You go into the IMDb. Yeah. You'll do that, and then you'll confirm your answer for him. Um, the next one on my list, while you're looking that up, I'm just going to move along, is Sean Astin, and I think I know what you're going to go with. Well, what do you think I'm going with? There's one of two answers. Right, I'm going Goonies. Okay, right? that's, that was yeah. my first choice. Goonies, absolutely. Goonies is like my Back to the Future. Like, yes, we we liked Back to the Future, and we had that whole panel about it. But Goonies is like one of those movies that. I would watch it every day, grow, like growing up, just one like one day after another. I could watch it a billion times. And we talked about some people don't even know about it. There's a Goonies game tie-in. Yeah, <laughs> it was it called Goonies Two. Wait, really? Yeah, there's an NES game called Goonies Two. Okay, where Annie Wait. is a mermaid. <laughs> Wait, with what? Annie's a mermaid in the in the NES game. The whole like concept. I don't of the remember game, that game. You, you you go through the game. You're trying to like rescue the Goonies from multiple Fratellis. It's not three Fratellis. It's like the entire mafia, <laughs> and <laughs> and there's all kinds of weird monsters and everything. It's a weird RPG hybrid game. Um, That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like having that like made me love the the, the movie even more too. I uh, before you answer your uh, uh, my shameful thing is I didn't see Goonies until I was 21. Wow. And yeah, so you didn't like Goonies. So I love Goonies. <laughs> I think it's a great movie. I'm not obsessed with it like every other 80s and 90s right. child because I didn't see it until I was 21 years old. Well, so so it, it's like in that like trifecta of 80s movies. It's it's Goonies, uh, Princess Bride, and there's one other that's escaping me right now. But it's like that trio. Um, and it, I'll remember it at the end of this, and I'll be like, aha. Yeah. But yeah. Um, how, how did you feel about Princess Bride? Does that hit the same way, or did you do the same thing? I, I watched it. Uh, probably even later than 21. <laughs> but I actually, like, I love that movie. Like, yeah. I really, truly do love that movie. No, I had that experience with Princess Brad. I didn't yeah. see it until I was too old, and I was like, nope, the magic is not is for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just didn't do it. Don't didn't walk do it away. Mine. Huge, huge fan here. Uh, by the way, it was not Cider House Rules. It was, of course, Life as a House, the other <laughs> drama see. about houses. I gotcha. But that ice cream's really good. <laughs> Uh, what, Garrett, what about Sean Astin? Oh, Sean Astin. Um, okay, I God, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of this movie. There is a horror movie that he was in 
when he was like, it was like a couple years after the Goonies, and it's just like three short films for kids that are like horror tinged. They're terrible. It's one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen, and he's so funny in it. He just he plays like an older brother who's telling scary stories to kids in like a tent, okay. and, then, and then each of the things is like a one of those scary stories. So not a Rudy spinoff. Not a Rudy <laughs> spinoff. No, I need to find. Hold on, I gotta find this. St- I, you guys are gonna find out. I only watch like B movies at home, so my uh, barometer on this stuff is way different than theirs. Yeah, it, what, the nice thing about having Garrett here is he watches all these wacky movies that well I consider wacky because they're they're B movies. I love a good B movie. In fact, a lot of my good movie taste comes from Garrett <laughs> recommending this stuff. Kev, uh, did we skip over you for Sean Astin? We did, we did. I'm actually gonna pick something uh, that's a little bit more current uh, and him in an adult role. I, I it's. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, and as we established, I'm not a big Goonies guy either. Right. Uh, but uh, 50, 50, yeah. 50 First Dates, 51 right. First Dates, oh, whatever Oh, God, called. I forgot he's in that. Yep. And he's Jason Kelsey. If you're, He dressed as him on the pie, or going to the field one day. He dressed mm. as that character from 50 First Dates. Right. It's amazing, uh, and I, I really love like, like the absurdity right. that, that he well, brings and to And that. that was like his, his big first role, I guess, after Lord of the Rings, right? I mean, I think so. so. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that hits hard for a lot of people because he went from such a devoted character to, I mean, devoted in a, in a different way, I suppose, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but in a completely different direction. And I really liked the stuff that he did in Stranger Things. I was going to say, he's a Stranger Thing, too. Yeah, yep. I really like him. Bob. In Bob, Stranger yep. Things. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. Uh, By the way, he's just like a dad. He's just like, not like... He's just cool in that in that show too. The movie I'm thinking of is called The Willies from 1990. <laughs> Has anyone ever even heard of The Willies? Never heard of The Willies, but I'm going to watch it. It's like a direct to video movie from 1990. It is terrible. I highly recommend it. There you go. <laughs> I I love that a lot of times like recommendations are uh, start with they are terrible. <laughs> yeah, but watch they're terrible. It. You should watch it. But you, you should, should watch, watch it. it. Yeah. All right, this one uh, is a big Sam Raimi. Hell yeah, uh, my of, dude. Yeah, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm not going to go last on this and we'll go with Garrett first. I really love drag me to hell. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I agree. I love that movie. I remember seeing that on the big screen and being like so impressed. And I was already a Raimi fan at the time. Yeah. Kind of getting excited that he was like coming back to that genre after the Spider-Man movies and stuff. But I think that that movie has actually like, that movie has aged really well. I rewatched it recently and it holds up. The ending is so freaking good in a way that, like, I cannot imagine a movie ending like that movie today. I don't know that anybody would let him make that movie the way he made it today. And I don't think, I'm pretty sure, wasn't that movie PG-13? Can anybody remember? I I think that movie managed a PG-13 rating, and I I don't know if it would manage that rating today. It's pretty gross. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that movie, uh, which I will now not pick because it's (laughs) a So I'm a sucker for the Hercules and Xena series. Oh, yeah. Hell right. yeah, dude. Good pick. Uh, it's one of those things. It's a guilty pleasure at this point. Yeah. Um, I love those series. Right. And, I, I, and right, that was my introduction to Bruce Campbell. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't discover the Evil Dead franchise until 11th or 12th grade. Right. Uh, a, fr- a friend of ours in high school was like, uh, these are great movies. And we had it for our creative arts or short story project we had to do something and pick a project to write about or something like that. and that was it like that was what he and i chose and i was like i've never watched it watched him that weekend fell in love i've been a huge bruce campbell fan since you know before then but even bigger since then and sam Raimi was there and then you know spider-man got right. me but um 
God, what am I going to go with now? Because have you seen Dark Man? Oh, you know what? Dark Man is really Dark great. Man rules. Dark, I want to go with Dark Man. <laughs> I, you know, I, Evil Dead's the easy answer. Yes. Um, and I think what they're doing, I haven't seen and the good. most recent one, but um, I, I think the the th- original three. I think the Ash versus Evil Dead. I think. Um, uh, the twenty thirteen or twelve twenty twelve. I think the the Evil Dead not reboot movie. Um, I think that's really good. But Dragon uh, Dark Man is really Dark like, Man is a awesome. Neat kind of movie that came out of left field. Yep. Have people here seen Dark Man? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. Dark you Man's should watch. Awesome. I saw it's, Sonic say no, but it's uh, Liam Neeson in like nineteen ninety. So it's like yeah. before he's a real big star, and he's playing like. A universal monster slash superhero. Yeah. He's like a guy that, yeah, it's great. It's really fun. Uh, it is such a fun movie. Um, Charlie Cox is next on my list. Daredevil. That's all, that's all I got that's for you. All that's all I know him from is Daredevil too. Right. What's that? Oh, Daredevil. We got a yes there. Right. So I, I was talking about it over here. I really, really, really loved him in Stardust. He did such a wonderful job in that Star- movie. Yeah. See, I always forget that he's in that. Right. I mean, I, you know what it is? It's because he's so he's a chameleon in that movie. Like yeah. he changes the way that he looks so many right. times. And I mean, at this point, he's become so synonymous with you know Matt Murdock. Like even yeah. the way that he looks at people. Oh, it, it's it's based on being blind. Yeah. So like, yeah. You, well, remember when he him. did? He lost out on. A, he said he's lost out on a bunch of stuff because, because yeah, he can't look at he, people in the face he anymore. He'd be just staring off doing his uh, audition. That is very strange to me. I don't. I don't know if I buy into that. <laughs> I totally buy into it. Boardwalk. Is Empire? he on Boardwalk Empire? Oh, you know what? I do remember. Yes, yes. I don't remember. The oh, Irish hitman. Oh, oh, hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hitman in Boardwalk yeah, yeah, Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, anyone that wants to jump in, if you have something to say, feel free to go to oh, yeah, you the can microphone. Yeah, we'll microphone. Yeah, if you have a question, if you want to say this, you have a favorite project from someone we mentioned, feel free to jump up there. Um, before we move on, yeah. Charlie Cox, Daredevil, in the Daredevil series or... In She-Hulk, <laughs> I haven't seen She-Hulk yet. That's where oh, I'm not caught up seen, yet. Yeah. That's such a fun, such a fun series. Is there? Is there a pre- let me get a uh, round of applause for Daredevil. So, what about She-Hulk? Okay, uh, we got we got some well, people who were loud yeah, about She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I really like the direction he took that character in She-Hulk. Right. Um, All he knows is he has like the yellow and red costume. Yeah, right. that's I do fun. Think it's very that's cool. neat. That's neat. Uh, sticking with his uh, Daredevil buddy, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. who uh, I Actually, that is the thing I think of him in now, by the right. way. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and actually in um, Hawkeye. I thought oh, he was terrific yeah. as that yeah. character in Hawkeye. Who was it? Oh, yeah. Law and Order. Law and Order, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Order. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Men in Black. Men that's in black. the other the Edgar thing suit. that I yeah, always think of him from. That's the one that sticks out to me most is the Edgar suit. Sal. Sal. Oh, yes. Uh, The Jennifer Lopez movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tarsum Singh. Uh, God, that movie, I just saw that like two years ago for the first time. That movie is nuts. That is such a crazy Mm -hmm. movie. I love that director. Uh, He made that movie, The Fall. You ever see that? The Fall. The Fall is terrific. Sounds so familiar. Yeah. Which one's The Fall? Is that like the tower or something? No, The Fall is the one with the guy that played the pie maker on the show where if he touched people, they came back to life and then died again. Uh, Lee Pace. Lee Pace, yes. 
Uh, okay. Lee Pace plays a guy that gets injured in a war and then starts like oh, telling yeah, yeah, his yeah. He's story. telling the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is this really visually inventive, beautiful yep. movie my, where my, he kind of invents his own history for somebody. I was trying to tell my wife to watch Fallen with Denzel Washington, and oh. she was like, that is completely different than the movie <laughs> that I'm going to pitch to you yeah. now. So. Uh, for me, I really like him in Jurassic World. Like, I know yeah, that yeah. movie's not necessarily the greatest. I think it's like a great reintroduction to that world. Um, it's kind of like um, uh, this kid's having the same reaction I did. He said that to me earlier, and I was like, "Vincent D'Onofrio yeah, is in right, that right. movie? Yeah, he's the bad guy. He's yeah, the guy. He, he's like not, right over top of Owen. Like, he's, yeah, he's his he, boss sort he's of. He's the kind guy of. that's like wants to make the dinosaurs be a weapon yeah, project for the U.S. government. The, the, the Velociraptors, and it's just like such a neat little role. He's a bad guy. You love to hate him in it. Um, he's really, honestly, I think the standout performance in that movie. Right. Uh, which you, you know, say he, that, and yet I forgot like, that he was in it. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Well, it's because you're too busy thinking of Chris Pratt <laughs> yeah. and he, trying to remember all the characters' names. And his <laughs> roles are always so polarizing and big, so yeah. it's it's easy for him to kind of get lost in the scenery in that movie. And yeah. he also does, like, I didn't know it was him at first until I looked it up. Like, he's also really good at, like, blending in. He does have one of those unique faces where they can just put a different costume, yeah. different bit yep. of makeup on him, and you're not really sure who you're looking at. Yep. Um, Garrett, what about you? For D'Onofrio? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do think, I, for some reason, what I think of is, is Kingpin. Um, Kingpin now. Yep. That, that is and the thing. Same question. Kingpin in, uh, in Daredevil or Kingpin in Hawkeye? That's a hard choice. Yeah, what's weird is, like, I do think he... He really his performance in Daredevil is what made me love that show in particular. Right. Yes. But I really did like the slightly more insane take on him for Hawkeye. Right. Which the... is weird to say because like he smashes a guy's head in with a door in right. Daredevil. Yes, absolutely. But there was there was like a cartoonish insanity to him in Hawkeye that I really in his liked. Hawaiian shirt. And yeah, 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 yeah. That that scene in Daredevil, I was like, I can't believe we're doing this in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and like, I just—it's a little sad that we're probably going to move away from that kind of violence right. with this character. Yeah. But they can um, still do it. They just have to be creative about it to to manage to nail it down the right way. I am interested. They'll they, just they have do a see different that... character sarcastically say, "Remember when you smashed a guy's right. head in the door?" <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Mike, what's your favorite? I, I think uh, when he's wearing the Edgar suit, I think that's absolutely hilarious. Men in Black, yeah, that, that's a good one. That is one. an incredible, like, physical comedy performance. Right. Yes. Uh, and, it, I mean, that is, like, I forgot that that was him until mm-hmm. we mentioned it over there. Right. Uh, because that's, like, I mean, what, 25, 30 years ago? Yeah, yeah it's been a while. Um, Christopher Lloyd, I think this is a big one. Oh, yeah, uh, these are going to be some big And, like, he, there's so much you can pull from with him. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. All right. So, does anybody remember the Dennis the Menace movie? Yes. Is he in <laughs> okay, my friend, the villain. I love him in that movie. Yep. Yeah, he is absolutely the villain. He's the one that goes up to uh, to the kid oh. eating the apple. What you got there, what sport? Got there? He's uh, <laughs> like the homeless guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. My friends and I quote that all the time. What you got there, sport? <laughs> uh, apple. <Yeah. laughs> uh, apple. Garrett, what about you? Um, I mean. It's probably the Back to the Future movies, but I also really love his performance as Judge Doom in um, Oh yeah, oh. Roger Rabbit, yeah. which I do weirdly think as I was uh, talking downstairs with Mike's brother, it's it's so overshadowed by Doc Brown. People forget that yeah. he is another like hugely iconic character. I remember right. when I saw Roger Rabbit, I was like, "Is that Doc?" Brown? And I saw this. It was like a child. Like I was in my yeah. late 
single digits or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you call that? I was 10. I was almost 10. My late singles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I was like, is that Doc Brown? And uh, that is an iconic performance. And yeah. one, I'm not, I wasn't going to pick that one. I, I feel like I should now. No, his cartoon eyeballs are like oh, one of the scariest things yeah. I remember seeing yes. as a kid. Yes. And like what, a, that whole like cast is great. Oh, yeah. Like, um, there was, there was some Roger Rabbit games too that I'm sure nobody knows about. I, I know about it. I never played it. Yeah, there was, there was one on the NES that played completely different than the one that was on the Amiga, where, it, like, at the end of the game, you were in the Acme warehouse, and you had to make the, the weasels die laughing. So, like, you were using props on yourself, <laughs> like exploding funny. cigars and curveballs that would come back and hit you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a good Bob Hoskins movie, though, too. Yeah, I think that's who yeah. you're trying to think of, yeah. Yes, that's the name I was looking for. Yeah. And, yeah, gr- what a great movie overall with those two. Uh, Taxi. I really like oh, man. him in Taxi. He's awesome in Taxi. And, and such a, like, I grew up on Nick at Night back when Nick at Night wasn't 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was watching, like, Mary Tyler Moore, uh, Dick Van Dyke, yeah, yeah. and Taxi was one of those shows. And forever in my brain will be ingrained the, uh, what does yellow light mean? Yeah, what and does I, the yellow light mean? <laughs> Slow down. What, what does, does the yellow, yellow light mean? mean? Yeah. And that will forever be ingrained in my memory as, as a Christopher Lloyd moment. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, Steve Burns. From Blue's Clues. From oh, Blue's Clues. I was like, who the hell is that? To which one of the people running our desk was like, his uh, his album. I'm like, wait, he has an album? Yeah, it's like a blue. It's it's strangely, it's a blues album, right? Or is it? Rock? I think it's like a rock album. He said or something. Yeah, it's a rock well, album. I'm gonna say it's blues based on his history. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know him from anything else besides Blues Clues. Uh, how cool so of him to come back for? He did come back. That was and cute. not only that, but to to like, you know, warm all our hearts in that message. That was a cool message. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess blues cool. That's all I got. I don't know him from <laughs> anything else. Um, Giancarlo, Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito, yes. Rules. Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad absolutely. Heard, Gus Fring. Hell yeah. yeah. Los Poyos Brothers, is that what that's called? Yeah. Los yeah. Poyos Hermanos. Los Poyos Hermanos, yes, yep. of course, yeah. Yep. Um, he's in Once Upon a Time, as Mike reminded me. Yep. Calling him Mr. Glass, and I'm like, wait. Yeah. That's not yeah. unbreakable. When you said Mr. Glass, I was like, <laughs> Right, uh, right. You guys thought I was yeah. talking about I'm like John Wan <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, Sydney Glass. Um, so he was in the the latest Far Cry game, and he does a oh, menacingly right. good job in that. That he's he's like one of the like twelve actors now that has like actually been in a video game like basically as himself, right? Right, like right. He's, it's it's like his appearance job. and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 Plays uh, crazy very well. Yeah, I, I think really I, I really love him in in the Mandalorian. Right. Oh he does no, a very good I'm job taking there. that back. Boys, uh, the boys. Yeah, he's, he's on the boys. boys. Yeah. yeah. He's like the president of whatever of, corporation. Vaults? Is that what Va- it's called? Vault. Vault, yeah. Vault Technologies. Yeah. Godfather of Harlem. I've never seen that. Neither have I. Neither have I. Oh, I see. That's a recent movie. Oh, it's a show. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I'll need to check I, that I, out. I'm, I, I love TV show. Oh, oh okay. All right. Oh, man. All right. I feel like we need to be watching this show yeah. now. Yeah. 
There's uh, a, I was just looking over uh, Garrett's uh, shoulder and I saw Kaleidoscope. That was the TV show that just came out on Netflix. That's supposed to be really cool I've because you can watch it in any order. Like oh, everybody gets to watch it like in their own. He does like a lot of voice work on TV for cartoons and stuff. Um, he had a small role in Okja, which is a movie I really like. I don't know if people here have seen Okja. That's the one with the elephant. Yeah, or... so Okja is a movie by Bong Joon-ho, who recently won an Academy Award for um, Parasite. Yep. Um, and uh, Okja is like about a little girl who gets this like genetically engineered like hippo pig hybrid right. uh, and goes on this like odyssey with it. It's like almost like E.T. You know, it's got like a Spielbergian kind of vibe yeah, to it. But then childlike magic. Yeah, kind of. but then it goes fully into like very traumatic horror movie territory by the end and is just really good and interesting. Is Steve Ewan in that? Yes, yeah. uh, Steve Ewan's in it. Um, J- uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays an insane character right. in it. That's he's like person. a children's TV show host and doing a crazy performance. I need to see this movie. It's it's really fun. It's really weird. That's amazing. Um, did I, I? I know I gave my answer. Did I give my answer? I uh, did. You give your answer? Oh yeah, you said you liked him in Mandalorian. You yep, said the boys. You yeah. said the, the boys. I changed the, the boys. boys. Yep. What are you? What, what are you going with, Garrett? Uh, I just picked Okja. Okay. Yeah, Mike. I said uh, Far Cry. Did you? I did. How did I miss all of that? We, we had a long conversation about John Carlo afterwards. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, Katie Sackoff, who is is great in The Mandalorian yeah. and great in Clone Wars, and and I believe she was also in Rebels. Uh, maybe? I think so. Definitely. Yeah, I think she voiced that character yeah, in Rebels, too. Yeah. I mean, I know and love her from Battlestar Galactica. Right. Yeah, I never got into that. It's so. terrific. It's really worth watching. Yeah, yeah I, I I need to. I need. Yeah, and without spoiling yourself as best you can, from my understanding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I so my my introduction to Katie Sackhoff is the Mandalorian because I haven't gone all the way oh. through Clone Wars or anything. Interesting. So. Yeah, I, for me it's the Clone Wars. Like I think she's great in the Man- Mandalorian, but I really love like the lore that the Clone Wars brought to Star Wars, and she was like a huge part of that. Yeah. Right. Um, and like I really love like if you watch the behind the scenes stuff for. The Mandalorian and stuff, like how one day she, they were doing the voiceover stuff and Dave Filoni was like, one day you're going to be live action in this. And she's like, get out of here. And then it happened. And right. like, <laughs> it was it was just a really sweet story. Um, Bonnie Wright is the next on my list. I only know her from Harry Potter. Yeah. So do we pick which Harry Potter was our favorite? Uh-huh. <laughs> Who is, is she? Jean? Yeah, she's Jenny Weasley. Jenny Weasley, Weasley yeah. yeah. Jenny uh, <laughs> I couldn't remember their Weasley? name. Weasley? Yeah. Wesley? Weasley. I don't know. Weasley, I, yeah. I guess the third one, I don't know. I kind of fell off from Harry Potter. I'm not a big fan anymore. All these people who are over here, like hearing us, like, yeah, I haven't really seen them in this <laughs> thing. She was in a movie called My Dad is Scrooge. That can't be good. <laughs> it exists. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Harry Potter 3. Because that's just like the the first adult Harry Potter movie. That's, yeah, that's I where do really it like turned the, t- the the corner for you. Yeah, like the first two are like very much when the the kids are kids too. Like they're super young, and the movies and the and the books age up with those kids. And that's the first one that really feels like it has stakes and and and, and adult themes and stuff like that. So, Prisoner of something another Azkaban. Prisoner there of Azkaban. You go. That's the third one. Yes. What's Order of Phoenix? One. That the fourth or fifth? One. That's the fifth I don't one. Know that's why when I uh, know this much about Harry Potter. <laughs> that's when um, Twilight died. That, that's why it's my favorite. <laughs> no, that's the fourth it's, one. He, I think he, you guys are all wrong. Isn't that the fourth one? I was gonna say. Oh, he, I don't he, know. Does anyone know when Twilight dies in Harry Potter? Four. Four. To Goblet of Fire. Okay, my bad. Listen, I don't do witchcraft. I he, don't know. 
He died as, as uh, Cedric Diggory so he could fly as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never got my letter to, letter to Hogwarts. Uh, Tom Welling. Again, I know him as Superman. Yeah. Mike? I actually really liked him in Lucifer. So I've heard good things about oh. him in Lucifer. Really, really, really good, good things. That's a TV show, right? Uh, yeah, it's a TV show. Uh, I don't really want to spoil who he is because okay. so he, he's more than just what he first appears. So. Okay. Very, very good role. Huh. Uh, I, I watched The Mist, but I don't know that that's really... Wait, the TV show The Mist? The TV adaptation No, the reboot. Wasn't it like a reboot movie? The movie? Yeah. The Mist? He's in that? Yeah, the reboot. Yeah, I, I guess. him and um, the it's girl Shan- from Shannon Lost, from right? from Lost, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's not really my pick. I just wanted to mention that I knew he was <laughs> in something else besides Smallville. But I'm not going to even pick the Smallville incarnation. I'm going to pick the Arrowverse fun there for the crossover because I really okay. like... I figured this out. You guys were talking about the remake of The Fog. The Fog, The Fog, not so, the Mist. I couldn't figure that but out. But there is Mist-like... <laughs> quality to that movie understood <laughs> there's a mist-like quality that's fog. how i figured this out sometimes people call it miasma <laughs> but like all right that's my bad i knew he was in something i just didn't know the name of uh-huh. but i think i really like his uh version of clark in the crossover uh on crisis and on infinite earths like it was really a bold move spoilers for this crossover from years ago to take his powers away from him um, I think that was a really bold move. He's just living a normal life. Uh, John Cryer's Lex Luthor is, like, so angry that he's, like, so selfless to get rid of those powers. Did he calls him selfish. Did you just say John Cryer's yeah. Lex Luthor? As Lex I Luthor, did. yeah. John Cryer uh-huh. plays Lex Luthor? And, and very well, too. Okay, he, all right. Next to Michael Rosenbaum, my favorite Lex Luthor. Okay. You didn't like Kevin Spacey? I can only believe you. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Uh, no, he, John Cryer just and it's like a bearded Lex Luthor. It's like a really like, everything you're saying sounds insane to me. <laughs> I I thought the same thing, and then he spoke. Garrett thinks that he great. got a concussion up here somehow. <laughs> uh, same boat is Kristen Kruick, uh, Lana Lang from Smallville. Oh, okay. Um, I've only ever uh, seen her in uh, Beauty and the Beast on the CW. I got one for you. But I, if I'm right, if I'm wrong, then I apologize. Oh, no. Euro uh, trip. Yep, Euro yeah, trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Wait, she's in Euro she's, trip. She's Scotty's girlfriend. Oh. Scotty doesn't know. Oh. <laughs> That's really good. I'm going to stick with uh, Smallville, though. But right, right. Well, that is the role that put so her on the map. So she's what Scotty didn't know about. Exactly. Well, kind of. Yeah. yeah. All right. Scotty didn't know. That. Scotty didn't know a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, who is my favorite Lex Luthor of all time. Yeah, that uh, guy I know is Lex Luthor. I can well. picture him as Lex Luthor. He makes sense to me as Lex Luthor. <laughs> Never say John Cryer to me again. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just a really funny dude. Like, I'm picking Sorority Boys. I was going to say Sorority Boys, but if I can't pick Sorority Boys, yeah, then I'll, I'll pick the character that he played in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, that was good. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. But Sorority Boys is just a really, I might be, a, maybe, I haven't watched it in a while. It's been it might a while. be problematic now. I'm Probably. not sure. But it's a really funny I don't even know what you guys movie. are talking about. Yeah, it's a, I don't, it's an early <laughs> movie of At his. At some point halfway through this, we just started making things yeah, up. Yeah. That should have been the side gimmick that you and I had, just right. make up yeah. movies. Um, it was a really funny movie at, in, at the time, at least. It might be problematic now. I don't know if anyone has watched Sorority Boys recently, but I don't know that anybody else has heard of it except for you two. <laughs> what about? I think I heard someone say, "Yeah, is it problematic now in 2023? You've never rewatched it? 
It's not high on your list to re- my, my wife, My wife, it's like a rewatch for her. Is so, it? so if it's problematic, I guess so is Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> so. What's your favorite Rosenbaum? I have no idea. I like. I think I only know him as, as Lex? Lex Luthor. Yeah. All right. Uh, Henry Winkler. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I love Henry we, Winkler. I love him in Scream. I was yes, thinking Scream, too. I, don't, I mean, it's not like a great Henry Winkler movie. It's not like he has a ton to do, but he has no, that, that self-referential. Has performance. And he has that incredibly strange scene where, like, for a second, they want us to think that he might be the killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking right. about? He's, yes. like, in his own office looking at himself in the mirror. It is so strange and funny. I, yeah, they're, like... The fact that he's just in a bit role in that movie, but is like doing business, right. is well, so funny to me. Because at that point, he really is the most famous person, right. and you do typically make like like if you're ever watching a, a CSI, a Law and Order, like it's your most famous person yeah. as your killer. Yeah. So, which makes sense, especially when like that movie came out as like, oh, we're redefining what the slasher movie is. Like, we're gonna tease that it's this guy, and then right. it, then they really screw with you. Right. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, Scream and like the the Happy Days are like the two things I really know him from. The Happy well, Days. I also, of course, days. remember him from Disney's So Weird. Right. I, I never. I believe he was the producer of that show, and then also was on it. I think. Right? What yeah. is so weird? Okay, so if I correct me if I'm wrong, the main character, her mom, is like a traveling musician, and she's on the tour bus going from town to town across America discovering X-Files style, like weird stuff happening in the towns that she's in. Right? Yeah. Now I feel like you guys had a side bet saying, let's screw with Mike and Kev. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great, though. It's a real Disney Channel show from my childhood. I wonder if that's on Disney Plus, because I'll watch that right now. Child's X-File? I'll watch that. Basically what it is, yeah. Um, That reminds me of Erie, Indiana. Yeah, right, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that show. totally forgot about that until you said it. Mike, favorite? So, I mean, I would have chosen uh, Scream. Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, you have to highlight Barry. He's oh, really, really fantastic. Oh, sure. Barry. Shit. No. I hate that. Damn it. Right. I wish I wasn't so blanket on things like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Barry right. is the right choice, not right. Happy Days. Right. Uh, but Happy Days would be, I guess, the third place one for me. Right. I mean, he, he is the Fonz. He, he's an he's immortalized the fa- character. And I love that, that he's the Fonz. Yeah. I love him. Um, Rose McIver. Once so, upon a time, is where, oh no! So she's on I Ghost zombie. right now. Go- Ghost is fantastic. What is Ghost? So Ghost is a Americanized version of a you like show a, from I BBC. I give a lot of heads up for Ghost. It is phenomenal. It is so like in in the age that we're in right now, where like everything is so heartwarming. Like you got your Ted yeah. Lasso's, your Shit's Creek, things like that. It is a very like upbeat show about a couple that moves into a mansion. Uh, that's haunted by ghosts no one would know because oh. typically people don't know about that but she ends up hurting herself and can now see the ghosts that okay. live in their house they okay. just wrapped up their second season big big twist at the end that we're trying to find out like what happens at the uh, the beginning of season three but okay yeah she's she's wonderful in that she was also tinkerbell in once upon a time yep. and uh obviously live in i zombie which yep. is well, i love i zombie like i i started binging that and i fell for that show hard i think i saw a thumbs up for iZombie uh-huh. out there. Great show. She shares that show with uh, with what's his face? Raul from, Kali. Yeah, from from Once as well, right? Was he in Once? Uh, whoever, Home Anders is that what it is? Oh no 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 or no! Anders but Holm? Dave Anders was uh, Doctor Frankenstein. Wasn't Tom Anders. I, I knew I was halfway yeah. there. Right. But right. He's, yes, yes. But no, I. You're right. I forgot about that. Right. He's all right in that show. I prefer uh, uh, Rose McIver and um, Raul Kali. Yeah. They're my two favorites from that show. This 
right, you get it, Peck. I do not know this person. <laughs> I have not seen a single thing they've ever been in. Uh, did you pick one? Uh, Ghost. Yeah. I don't know who Chaz Palman. Paul Come on, Perry. man. The I usual don't. suspects? Maybe as a kid I watched it. Oh, man. Chaz Palminteri rocks. Yeah, he's he's in like a lot of he, the, he's the in mafia. Ev- yes, he's in every movie that's ever featured the mob or mafia. Right. I don't I don't watch a lot of mob. There's there's one that's like on the tip of my brain and I can't pick what it is. So like, give me some time to try and like ruminate in my skull right now, because he plays some funny roles yeah, too. What's that? Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know that because it's on Fan Expo's website though. That's the only reason I know. Yeah. Modern Family. I didn't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's Jay's uh, business partner or whatever, right? And, he, and they, it turns out he's gay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the role that I was thinking of. That's the one that popped out in my brain. Very funny in that, because he goes from being so closeted he's to so out Godfather within Arm like. as well. Another thing I haven't seen. Need to. That's been said twice now, so I, I need to watch it. You got to go to like his eighties and nineties. That's right. when he was like really doing a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's like he's an Oscar with Sylvester Stallone, Bronx Tale, Bullets Over Broadway. This is where you guys lose me. Oh, he's in Jade, which is oh, and Diabolique. Yeah, he's in some like really good erotic thrillers from the nineties. Oh, he's in A Night at the Roxbury. That is the thing what? that I remember him from choose? the most. <laughs> that is absolutely the thing that I remember him from the most. That's amazing, because uh, all the movies you named are total opposite <laughs> of that movie. Yep. Um, we're going to lump these two together just to like save on some time here. Stephen Amell and Emily Bett Records, Rickards, uh, who played Oliver Queen in Arrow and Felicity in Arrow. Um, I don't know her from anything else, so Arrow for me, for her. Right, right. Um, or I could go The Flash because she did have a guest role in The Flash too. But uh, Stephen Amell I really, really liked in uh, Code 9. Is Code uh, 9 the one that he's in with his brother? Cousin, but Cousin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and Robbie Amell are in that. They're doing a sequel, I believe, right. and they're doing a TV series. I I caught like an hour of that while I was waiting in a uh, doctor's office. It's <laughs> and a really, it was really, really good. It's a really cool concept of like these super powered beings that it's just illegal to have superpowers. Right. Uh, so it's re- and like so like Robbie Amell has to go to like Home Depot and go in the back of a truck to get work because like he's an illegal. Citizen. Okay. Okay. It's really interesting. Huh. I think it's on. Is it still on Netflix? What's it called? Code Nine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they are doing a code sequel. Eight? So. Code, code Eight. eight. Code Eight. What, code Eight. Maybe, maybe Code sequel. Nine is the sequel that we're already preparing for. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that you didn't mention any of his times on what was it WWE? Oh uh, well, yeah. He heals the TV shows on uh, Stars. And so the, another podcast was talking about this yesterday, or maybe on Friday, I forget. Um, I don't have stars, so I don't watch it. I'm sure it's great. He's a beast. Like, he right. posts a lot of videos of him getting ready for this show. Um, and it's, uh, he's a beast. He's right. a beast. Right. These are people I don't know <laughs> uh, either. But I think we're, like, almost out of time. So, uh, do you want to go through the list and pick someone Yeah, I just want to talk about Peter Weller because Peter Weller's here, and I love Peter Weller, and he's in this great movie from the 80s called Shakedown. Has anybody seen Shakedown? It sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. It's Peter Weller and uh, Sam Elliott, uh, and Peter Weller is like maybe like a DA, uh, and he's like got this case. He gives this really powerful speech halfway through the movie to win this case, and it's all about like 
these people that have been accused of a violent act that he does not believe they committed. He gives this very powerful speech against violence and against stereotyping people as violent people for any reason. And then as soon as he finishes that powerful speech against violence and accusing people of violence because just because of how they look, him and Sam Elliott get into a helicopter and kill a bunch of people. Very well. It's an incredible <laughs> movie. I love Shakedown. I want to uh, throw a special shout out to Dante Basco. Oh, that's what I was right? going to do, yeah. Right? Because, so obviously we know him as Rufio, but, uh, but Rufio! he also does the voice of Zuko and uh, Oh, and yes, Avatar. he's Zuko in Avatar. Yep. I totally forgot about that. Yep. Did you know he was trying to get a sequel called Rufio Made? <laughs> awesome. I, I'm for it. I, Let's kickstart it. Dante. I, I don't know if he was trying <laughs> to kickstart it or what, but there was like a lot of t- I don't know. This is years ago I read about it. 100% for it. Yep. Show me like a like a grown-up Rufio. I feel like he was also in Entourage. I think like he was like a shoe uh, like a shoe Can I tell you guys a fact that I learned about the movie Hook recently that I did not know before? So you know um, the forgive me for saying it this way but like the larger child who does the cannonball role? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know that character's name in the movie Hook? It's Tom, Tom. It's I believe it's Thud Butt. Thudbutt. Thud when I looked it up recently, it was listed as Thudbutt. Thudbutt. What a credit to have. That's a, I would be proud of that credit. And what, Maybe what, it's what only Thud. I don't know. What, maybe know. the butt part is something I made up. I don't know. <laughs> Might be. Uh, the, one, the final one I want to shout out is Danielle Panabaker. Uh, and not because of The Flash, even though she's wonderful in The Flash. Huge fan of Sky High. I went to go oh. see Sky High because of Bruce Campbell. Literally the he's only in reason. That movie? He's the gym teacher. And uh, isn't Kurt Russell in that movie? He is. Right? He's the dad. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the kid who ended up being in Red State is yes. in that movie. Is wait, which one is it? Is it Kyle Gallner or no? Um, no. Uh, uh, can't God. think of his name. I can't think of his name. I'm, the I'm, kid not, I'm never gonna get Red it. Red State and Sky High. The main, he's the main kid. He's oh, Michael Angarano. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he like what a I've always seen him in those two things and yeah. what a like difference in character but it's great <laughs> it's really great uh, and I really love like I don't know I don't necessarily love Sky High because of Panna Baker but I thought she was wonderful yeah. in that movie as like a just a sweet little kid in that I, teenager I guess I don't know in that go. movie um, I think I don't think there's anyone going on after us no so uh there's no one to plug but i want to thank fan expo philly i want to thank uh gary and mike for being on stage with me um i want to thank chuck and i don't i didn't catch your name shauna uh for helping run everything here what a great thing that fan expo does here for the creator stage uh what a wonderful time if you want to talk more about stuff i think most of us are going to be at that booth for a little bit i'll be there till five the philadelphia podcasting society and creative arts alliance you can come say hi. You can find me on Twitter at that nerdy Kev. Uh, this is everything is awesome. You can find it on podcatchers everywhere. Garrett, give them your plugs one more time. Uh, you can find my podcast, Killer Bees Podcast. We talk about B movie actors, and you can check me out on moviejohn.com. Mike, uh, you can find my shared fantasy universe on www.telus.com, or you can find everything that we do www.telus.com/brochure. It's weird to hear people say www. Right. I feel like that's not a thing anymore, right? Just, like, you can just say tellus.com. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's how you know we're middle-aged. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm almost of beekeeping age. You are the first you of us to go 40. You keep saying that, and I do not know what it means. <laughs> You're not of beekeeping age yet, yeah. so you, you don't know. When you turn 40, you'll get it. 
Uh, thank it's you Rick all for coming here. Have a nice rest of Fan Expo Philly. I hope you guys were able to rest. I know that's why you were here. Yeah, thanks for Just hanging rest. out with us. And this is not a Lego podcast, so I'm sorry if you were expecting Lego talk. Right. <laughs> Have a good one. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, sorry, I got uh, during this process of uh, um, taking my mental health break, I picked up a few new toys like the Zoom Pod Track uh, 4, 8, something like that. Uh, and it is a wonderful little toy that has a built in soundboard. I haven't really played with it much until right now. Uh, so I apologize, but that was just so much fun to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, uh, thank you all for listening, uh, to this week's episode. Uh, thank you to Mike for co-hosting. Everything is awesome live with me. Uh, it's always a fun time to, to connect with him, uh, for something creative like this. Um, and, 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 and have a purpose to shoot the shit. Uh, we shoot the shit almost daily anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But it's nice to record our conversations as well. And Garrett's always uh, willing to jump and hop on to anything I'm doing, whether it's Everything is Awesome, whether it's recording a, a, a tabletop role-playing game for a podcast, uh, whether it's to jump in as a co-host when Mike can't make it. Uh, Garrett is, is such a wonderful human being. Uh, links to where you can find them and their work are going to be in the show notes, of course. Uh, of, you know, it's very important that you guys, uh, you know, have your own voices heard. Uh, and if you're not doing a podcast to do that, there are other ways for you to do that. And that includes um, calling your representatives for issues that matter to you. Uh, we're living in this wild time right now where even though uh, the president that kind of made things horrendous for all of us um, is no longer in office, but things that he did, people he put into power are still affecting our day-to-day -day rights to live. If there's something going on, and really this goes for whatever side of the political spectrum you find yourself on. The only way you're going to be able to have your voice heard is by making it heard. And um, fivecalls.org is such a great place to do that. There are a bunch of issues that you can go and find that uh, affect you and your day-to-day -day life, you know, that require you calling your local representatives whether that is you know your house of representatives there in your district or whether that's your state senators or all the above uh doing that having your voice heard calling those representatives is the best way because they know you mean business when you call and having your voice heard is the best way to ensure that you're helping change your community something that uh, you'll hear on an episode in the future of Walking with Writers is when uh, Dan Scully and I talked about briefly about this, that government is not a trickle down effect. The things that happen high up in government rarely affect our day to day lives. We need to have a build up effect with government. And that's really what happens when you are active in your local government, when you're active with your representatives for your, you know, your town, your state, whatever it might be, that stuff produces change that eventually trickles up. 
I guess not trickles up, it builds up. So please, please, please find something you're passionate about. Once we're back into the swing of these things, I'll have issues to highlight, but go to fivecalls.org, talk to your representatives about these issues that matter to you, and let them know that you are not happy with how things are being done, with how people in our communities are being treated, and with our safety of our school children, uh, safety of everyone across the board is at risk here, um, whether it be actual safety uh, you know, in schools with kids, whether it be medical safety with women and the right for abortion, all that stuff has been taken away and is continues to be, rights continue to be taken away. So please, please, please go there. Uh, that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you follow us on social media. Uh, uh, where are we? Huh, awesomepodcast.com for one. Um, at Real Awesome Pod on Twitter. We're going to be creating a Hive account real soon because, God, Twitter is going to be a dumpster fire real soon, huh? Uh, we are on Instagram at Awesome Podcast, I believe. We're also on uh, Facebook, but honestly, we don't use that too often. Uh, the best place, if you want to chat with me, reach out to me is at That Nerdy Kev on most social media platforms, including Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Hive. Hive is like my new place. So come follow me on the Hive, baby. Let's do it. Hive Social is a wonderful replacement for Twitter. I hope it, it succeeds. So follow me there at that nerdy Kev or most uh, social networking apps. You can find me there. Until next time, super friends, stay awesome.